Enjoy that replay of last week's show with Dick Burrow and Ed Corcoran, the Golden Age of Radio. And we'll hear episode three next Saturday night. And we're going to replay the interview I did uh, with a gentleman from Australia, Christopher Spicer, talking about his book on Clark Gable next. And then we'll get into our new material that was not heard last week. Let me say a prayer for the evening, and we'll get going. Dear Lord, thank you for the radio station. and all the wonderful things and all the blessings you store upon us. Bless Bill and Kim, bless all the other listeners out there, Lord, in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Well, folks, um, I'm Wong Shoes, by the way, and it's the Saturday night show. For what day is this? April 30th, 2005. And it is almost, yeah, little after 8. 20, about 821 here on the West Coast. So now, here's the interview that some of you heard on Free to Air, others did not hear it on The Satellite with Christopher Spicer. Hi everybody, I'm Warren Hughes. I have a gentleman who's written a book on Clark Gable's movies by McFarland Publication. Christopher Spicer, thank you for joining me today. Thank you very much, Walden. I'm pleased to be here. How in the world did you come up with the idea of writing a, move, a book on Clark Gable's movies? Do you think that would have been done, or did you take a different approach? Well, it has been done. Uh, there are a lot of books written about him. Um, and in fact, uh, people were writing... How can people get a copy of the book? They can get a copy of the book through the publishers, through McFarland on their website, mcfarlandpub.com, uh, or through amazon.com, or through going to their local bookstore and uh, having the bookstore order it from uh, from McFarland. McFarland are, uh, are down there in North Carolina, Jefferson, North Carolina, and uh, they're... They have uh, a, a network of contacts that are very easy to order from. Terrific. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for the pleasure, Walden. I appreciate that. You bet. Now, for my buddy Kim, here's a couple of Bing Crosby shows, Philco uh, Radio Time, then we'll have a couple of Alex Olsen Craft Music Hall, then we'll have... A couple of screen guild theaters, one being China, was Clark Gable, by the way. So that show sure lines up those three hours, and we'll have One Man's Family, um, Chapter 5, that's from April 30th, 1950, 55 years ago today. We'll also have Quiz Kids from uh, April 6th, 1950, and Information Please. So that's our lineup for tonight. So let's get going. Here we go.
Oh, this is a grim moment. I want to tell you. This is grim. When the blue of the night meets the gold of the day, someone waits for me. Hollywood with John Scott Potter and his orchestra, the Rhythm Airs and Bing's guests, Danny Thomas and Rudolph Schmohopper. This being the eve of the new year, we, of course, would like to bring you Father Time. Well, of course, we can't have Father Time, so instead we bring you a fellow prepared when a cold strikes in your family. That's Tabson, the bright red tablets in the bright red package at all drugstores. You've just heard Chapter 5, Book 74 of One Man's Family. Written and produced under the direction of Carlton E. Morse for T-A-B-C-I-N. Tabson, the new improved antihistaminic tablet for the symptoms of colds and hay fever, made by Miles Laboratories, makers of Alka-Seltzer. Chapter 6, entitled Paul's Letter to Teddy, will come to you next week at this same time. Have you joined the 1950 Cancer Crusade? It's still not too late. Money, your money, is urgently needed in the fight to conquer this dread disease. Send your contribution today to Cancer in care of your local postmaster. And now the family invites you to stay tuned for the Quiz Kids, who follow immediately over most of these stations. Today's special guest will be Mr. Charles S. Beardsley, chairman of the board of Miles Laboratories, who will present awards to this year's Best Teacher Contest winners. One Man's Family comes to you from California. Today, hear Harvest of Stars and the American Album on NBC. Hi, everybody. We're back. We've got two more shows coming up. Quick Kids from August 6, 1950. This is your old chief quizzer himself, Joe Kelly, presenting America's Famous Quiz Kids. Well, we not only have an interesting lineup of questions, but we also have the head coach of the all-star football game in our classroom. And a little later, we hope to get some tips about the big all-star game next Friday evening. So, let's get busy, quiz kids. Here's your first question. What key of music might suggest a person too young to vote? Quiz Kids is produced by Lewis G. Cowan. Programs, get your programs here. 
There's fun and excitement when Jack Parr asks the $64 questions on NBC Tonight on Take It or Leave It. And there's a race between contestants to come up with the right answer first to the jackpot question. Then there's music with the thrilling voice of Kay Armin and the chorus under the direction of Emil Cote on the Pet Milk Show. Enjoy yourself. Stay tuned for three good mysteries beginning with Cloak and Dagger on NBC. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Now, here's information, please. Wake up, America. Time to stump the experts. Each week at this time, the H.J. Hines Company, makers of the famous 57 varieties, gives you information, please. A quartet of experts is on hand to answer your questions. Send them to information, please, at 570 Lexington Avenue, New York City. We may edit them a bit, and in case of similarity, you'll have to accept our judgment of who shall be paid. If we use your question, the H.J. Hines Company will send you $10 in war stamps, plus a set of the 12-volume Britannica Junior Encyclopedia. If we muff the question, you get $57 in war bonds and stamps, plus a 24-volume set of the regular Encyclopedia Britannica. All questions remain our property. Information, please, is presented under the supervision of Dan Golenpaul. And now, our Master of Ceremonies, book reviewer of the New Yorker magazine, Clifton Fadiman. Thank you, Mr. Brower. Ladies and gentlemen, Information, please, continues as usual, impromptu and unrehearsed, offering tonight as its quartet of experts, John Kieran, Franklin P. Adams, and Oscar Levant, who are here with us in our New York studios, and the Hollywood poobah, Gregory Ratoff, who is now hard at work on the motion picture Russia, which he is directing for Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer. Now, Mr. Ratoff is sitting in a special West Coast fur-line studio within sound of my voice, and he will ring a bell whenever he wants to say anything. Mr. Ratoff, will you please ring your bell? I'll ring it with emphasis now. That's very good. <laughs> and now our first question. Our first question comes from Patricia Huntley of Biltmore Forest, North Carolina. And it's a question about rivers. On what river might you sail from one of these cities to the others? I'll give you the route. Well, thank you for joining me this evening. And may the good Lord Jesus Christ bless you all. It's time to call it a day. They've burst your pretty balloon And taken the moon away It's time to wind up The masquerade Just make your mind The piper must be paid The party's over The candles flicker and dim You danced and dreamed through the night It seemed to be right Just be Now you must wait 
Comic Book Show from October 24th, 1948. I'm Olive Coates. Your Beauty Hope and Luster Cream Shampoo for soft, glamorous green girl hair bring you Our Miss Book, starring Eve Arden. <laughs> Our Miss Book teaches English at Madison High School. She's very fond of her pupils, and they're very fond of her. She's also very fond of biology teacher Philip Boynton, and he's very fond of his frogs and guinea pigs. This absorption in his laboratory is largely due to Mr. Boynton's natural shyness. Well, that is to say that he's shy in the world of reality, but in the dreams of our Miss Brooks, Philip Boynton is every bit as ardent and attentive as any woman could desire. Let's listen. Oh, my darling Constance. You're so lovely, so desirable. I feel like a fly on the... For a mystery liberally sprinkled with laughs, listen to Mr. and Mrs. North. Tune in Tuesday evenings over most of these same stations. And be with us again next week at the same time for another comedy episode of Our Miss Brooks. Bob Lamont speaking for CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. This is Sunday night, April, May 1, year 2005, and I wish it, 
about four after eleven. Let me share a prayer for the evening, and we'll get into Luxrayo Theater. Dear Lord, thank you for this radio station and all the listeners. Bless those who support us. Bless those who listen to us. And take good care of Bill and Kim as they guide us through the rest of this year. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. With that, here is Lux Radio Theater from March 1, 1952. And what is what you're here for? Tom Susan Hewitt as Harriet and Dan Bailey as Teddy Sherman. <laughs> The big windows of the department stores are the showcase of the dress business. But the story of the dress business is in New York Garment Center, half a mile square and two blocks high. The billion dollar dress capital of America. Built on a boat of cloth and a foolish question, how do I look? The lives and fortunes of hundreds of thousands hang on the answer to that question. And this is the story. Let me back up in like the beginning of that show. Didn't sound quality. Let's give it another try. Here we go. And get it for you here, fellas. Tom Susan Hewitt as Harriet and Dan Bailey as Teddy Sherman. <laughs> 